What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Have you ever fallen asleep with a closet open? Yeah. And do, are you at night? Are you like, mm, I hope like hands don't come through that closet and clap? No. <laughs> I have a much bigger fear of things coming out from under the bed. Mm, did you have that as a child? Always. I will jump like four feet from the edge of my bed after like going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I also don't like to hear a toilet flush in the night. Well, is that scary? I also don't, I hate to turn on a light when I go in the bathroom in the night. Because you think when you turn the light on, someone will be there? I f- just feel it will wake me mm. more than I need to be woken. Oh, okay. So it's just totally a natural thing. It's just, it's I, just about reality. I will then get my blood pumping and hurdle into my bed to avoid the hands grabbing my ankles. <laughs> From under the bed. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited that we're going to go see Greta. Greta. The movie with Isabelle Huppert. Oh, I was I know like, that there's don't something know that about, means. like, don't go into the basement in that movie. I know there's something that, like comes up in that. It's going to be so exciting. Remember, we, your friend wrote us saying that he worked on the film. I texted it to you. We're going to go to a screening of it. What? I sent it all to you yesterday. My friend. It's a friend of yours. Yup. It's, it's a, he's a husband of someone. I can't remember who it is, but he wrote to you. I responded with our emails. I screenshot it and I sent it to you. I texted it to you. It's okay. Hmm. Text, calls. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Yeah, friend of mine. Oh, I, mean, I feel so... Scene. All your all your friends <laughs> and all that jazz. Um, we had fun today already on the ferry, ladies and gentlemen. Other, we can't tell you exactly where it is just yet. I think we'll we'll no. wait, but we are as we go forward with video our video content. Our video content. Um, we had a very lovely sight visit today of something that may be working out. I loved riding the boat. I always love riding the ferries. I wish all New York City travel was like the boats. It was, well, it was so wild. I haven't been on the ferry since I went to see Ryan David O'Byrne's exhibition mm-hmm. on Governor's, Governor's Island. Island. And I'm getting on it. I was like, oh, look, there's like coffee there. Oh, yeah, there's like, a snack nice bar. Coffee. You can see outside the skyline. I think I saw, they have like also, you know, the cold brew cafe, La Calam tin cans. It might have been kombucha Your there. Are so broad today. Really? La Calam. Cafe La Calam. Earlier you said Paddle Upon. What? Pot. Oh, for Patty Lapone, <laughs> and I said Patty Lapone. I'm just feeling a very like open vowel moment, like <laughs> just a full open throat. Patty Lapone. Um, at Interlochen, who was the? I had a singing teacher at Interlochen that was a man. I had private lessons with him. Mm-hmm. Who could that have been? Ron Gentry, Bob Norris. Anyone else? I think it's the first guy you said. Mm-hmm. Ron Gentry. I remember coming in with all these Tori Amos songs I wanted to work on, and he was like. These are really repetitive and... You won't uh, learn anything from them. Yeah, kind of. And I was like, there's a lot of repetition in music. I just, I I mean, Mozart, honey. I was in Ron Gentry's studio class along with his wife, Nicole Philibosian. And they sometimes, I think their methods were not, uh, were sometimes Mm non-traditional. And I remember there was a new girl in our studio class one semester and... She came into studio class, which is where we all meet up on Thursdays in like a basement classroom in Thor Johnson. Yes. And um, it's the one time of the week when we all checked in as the voice majors and we would sing for each other Mm -hmm. if you chose to. Mm -hmm. And you were required to at least once a semester. 
But a lot, as you like got moved through the program as seniors, you would perform a lot because you were preparing for college auditions, right. et cetera. A lot of crazy things happened during these basement performances for one another because you're performing for your peers, which is really scary. How and many vocal arts majors were there? Well, we were divided into two studio classes right. and there was like the Philibosi and Gentry. So you're being co- trained and coached by this married couple and you, they alternated kind of. So right. you didn't know who was going to be your voice lesson. And then Bob Norris, I keep wanting to call him Chuck Norris. Wouldn't that be amazing? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He had sense. his own studio yeah. class. So there was probably like in total 30 to 40 of us divided into two groups. And this one young woman came in one week and she had been assigned a song to sing. This is, there was no musical theater no. program. No, no, no. No. Occasionally, someone would sing a musical theater song in preparation mm-hmm. for an audition. Like mm-hmm. they wanted to be in a musical theater program at mm-hmm. Carnegie Mellon or whatever. Right, right, right. But this woman came in and she sang. This woman, you mean like the 16 year old girl? Yes. Uh-huh. The 16 year old girl had been assigned the song Animal Crackers in My Soup. What is that from? It's a Shirley Temple song. And I, and it was like an exercise for her to like access a part of her voice. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't tell you why, but I found the whole thing very strange and humiliating for mm-hmm. all of us. Uh-huh. The most other crazy thing that happened was Did when, you laugh during it? No, no. this was not, no laughing matter. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. tell that she felt humiliated. <laughs> there was a young man at school who, um, he dabbled with clowning. So you would who? see him out. Who was that? I feel like you were gone. Really? Because it was maybe just my senior senior year. year. Okay. He dabbled in clowning, so he would do things like you'd see him out on the sidewalk juggling. He built a full igloo in the snow on, like, the lawn of uh, uh, Picasso out of, like, using a milk crate or something. Wow, incredible. And um, he never sang in studio class. Mm. So there's really, like, a mystery. Uh, You're like, like, what is he going to sing? And is he going to college? Right. And he came in one day, and he was like, Today, I will be singing. First of all, the fact that he had stood up was like, "What's oh my god, what's going to happen? I will be singing Stars from Les Mis, <gasps> which I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember Tiffany, who was in the other studio class, mm. would come to our studio class mm. if it didn't overlap with hers because mm-hmm. she wanted to always like be involved in the discourse. Mm-hmm. So she was sitting next to me. We were at desks, the kind where you have, you're in a chair that has a little desk that wraps up around. around. It. Yeah, it traps you in. Traps you. Uh-huh. You can't, no easy escape. And he started singing this song, which I'd never heard. Mm-hmm. And stars in your multitudes, shining above, giving something to the night, giving wow. something to the night, something like that. Oh, you know? jarred my memory. Isn't that I, intense? Lay Miz, honey. I, I was sitting. No more than seven feet from him. Mm. And I had to put my head down on the desk, (laughs) face down, as if I were ill or I'd had something. (laughs) There's no way of getting around the fact that I was in hysterics. (laughs) Why were you in hysterics over that song? It was nothing like this had ever happened. And the delivery of the song was so wild. And Well, it's a dramatic song. It's the song that he sings. This was not a dramatic person deadpan delivery oh. of this song oh. and Tiffany was there next to me uh-huh. and I could actually see the voice teachers in the back of the room getting uncomfortable 
And so I, when it, I, I was trying to place it together because, like, you know, it's so long ago since I heard that song. Probably not since the movie came out, but I remember growing up with that musical and like listening to it all the time. But what was it? I'm, I don't know. It's that only that way that high schoolers can be so evil to one another. Uh, but anyway, that happened. And how did it end? For, what happened with Tiffany? Did she just sit there? We cried through faith? it. We eventually like pulled ourselves together, sat up, could ask no <laughs> questions. I think our teachers did manage to like have some discourse with mm. him around like how to work on it or whatever. Mm, mm. And then that was that. My God, what a strange thing. So many vocal arts majors, you know, in theater, I feel like there weren't that many of us. Maybe there were, but I to me, so. it, it always felt real small. Like over 40 classes? Of course, there, you had that many. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but you were just like, I'm a senior, I'm a star, it's just me. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Oh, so great to see James Ginty. <gasps> I had a real interlocking week with Jamie and James coming to the show. And then Alexis. Oh, Alexis and Nate. Ah. And then who else came? Oh, no. I saw this guy, AJ, who was a flute major, and he at BAC yesterday, and he works for the Orchestra of St. Luke's. And I had a lovely talk with him. Although it did sort of devolve into me being like, are you depressed? You know, like that. Oh, because of just like... Life. Life. And he was sort of like, who isn't? I fully agree. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, I don't know. I mean, you read, but it's a fluctuation. I mean, I think we have, there's the news. That's a lot. Awful. Awful. It's a barrage. And then, um, you know, government that we're under and uh, global news outside of this country. Things Mm -hmm. happening to people. And so to be aware of all of that is to feel sad that the overwhelm can give a state of depression and then also there's a lot of like joy and fun at the same Mm -hmm. time which i think is and then there's just the grind of new york which is to just keep going i mean it's like we closed that show sunday we went to go get the set the dumpster was there all ready to take the set i was essentially bedridden on sunday my i am seeing my osteopath today there's things that i need to have, you know, pulled, yanked back into place. Right. Basically. My, what would you call this? Like the your area? Your quadratus lumborum, your QL, low back, your Yeah, QL. my QL on the left yeah. really is like something bad. On the left or on your right? On my right. And my, yeah, because my right hip, my right hip and my left foot. I mean, girl, it's. Yeah. I mean, I know what happened. I did a, I slammed my, that side of my back into the ground like so many times yeah. doing those ground jetés in your pony dance. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. It's getting better. It's I went to Cunningham warm up yesterday and I kind of just sorted out. I spent the whole day at Prishnikov Art Center because I had many fittings, and then I also had to learn a new dance, a new solo, and I watched other people's solos. For our listeners, do our listeners know you're doing the costumes? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, reading area to doing the costumes. The for press releases. The Cunningham Centennial, and how many dancers total will you be? 75 plus for? Six, 81. <laughs> 81. And you were also making these. You had to just design them. You're yep, also going to them. make them all. And all of the understudies, there are two understudies in each city, and they will also all appear in the shows. They get costumes. There are some, like, extra costume pieces where, like, someone needs to have... A feather boa. No, well, or, like, a silk scarf for their <gasps> head, or, like, uh, like a five-armed, no-headed sweater. But we're not making that. Those are there are some you mean like a CDG. What happened? Yeah, you? he made a piece where he well, did, I, he did his dance in this I, crazy sweater, and that's happening. Was that show. sweater CDG? 
No. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm thinking <laughs> of those. before that. I'm thinking of the... The bumps. Yeah. From bumps. Scenario. Yeah. No, no. The, no. And was that his only collaboration with yes. her? Okay. Um, so you're making all those costumes. So you were there all day long doing the fittings. And then also learn. And you did... You learned another solo I learned solo a new yesterday. solo from Travelogue, I believe. And... It's Merce solo that he made for himself at a point in time when his body was failing him. Mm. It was like this transition from like, I still dance, I'm still in the shows to like, I'm not. And that transition was like 20 years. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but it's like at this point where like, it's in. Imp- so basically, Andrea Weber taught me the mm. material. I love her. And I was like, I, I understand what this is. Andrea. And I was slowly starting to put the pieces yeah, together. Yeah. And she's like, do you want to come over and watch the video? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I watched Merce do it. And everything I had learned disappeared because every, like, I was watching something that was impossible to distinguish as, like, it was not something that you could put into code. Like, I was right. not something learnable. And so, like, everything I had learned suddenly was gone. And I was like, I don't know this dance anymore. <laughs> and that was wild. And where do we go from here? And what Andrea, Andrea was, say? well, you know, she was really smart in like basically taking some qualities from the video of yeah. what Merce was doing and then like putting that on top of what she had deciphered as like what he might have been trying to do. Right. And it was, it was wild. It took me quite some time. It was only like a two and a half minute solo, but it took me an hour and a half before I was like, okay, now I know it. That makes sense. Um, so that happened, and what else happened in Cunningham? I just did a lot of fitting. I realized that, like, the range of these solos is insane. It's yeah. wild. Like, watching the things that some people are doing and other people are doing, I was like, it's insane that he made all of these things. Because I have, like, they're, the spectrum is enormous. It's so exciting. Danny McCusker was there yesterday, who's one of the older performers. Yeah. And he, he, he was an old Lucinda Childs dancer, and he is doing some of the more sort of esoteric things. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then I saw a solo from Rondo that uh, Laurel, who is former Trisha Brown dancer, was learning. Oops. Oh, great. It's our guest on their way. Great. Got it. And it was so... Yeah, Laurel went to Sarah Lawrence. Yeah. It was I so insanely Laurel. hard. I was like, I felt really grateful <laughs> that, that was a learning <laughs> <laughs> I also saw a jumping solo that CJ from Abraham in Motion was learning, uh-huh. and I was like, this is all impossible. Yeah. But yeah. nothing I do is impossible, which is great. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And your body's feeling like it's coming back together after the shows last week. Yeah, I had to do a lot of rolling around yesterday to like feel remotely okay, because I felt trashed. Uh, I, me too. Yeah. It's really... I really... Um, my body feels... Well, there was such a, there was also such a sense of, I mean, always after a show, it's a gutting, it's a gutting quality for me when those, when they end and so much has gone out. And in this, somehow in, in this run of how many people came and how many people then reached out. You're so anxious that no one was going to come. I know. I really was like, who's going to come? And then when you said it, I hoped it. Oh, you kind of hope that we did like perform what for like ten people. What a disappointment every night to go out and have people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some sold out shows and like full houses, and it was really, and um, yeah, and also that, 
I certainly won't say any of their names, but some people reached out who are survivors of trauma and and reading those and how they interfaced with the work and where it helped them. There was a sense of just like real, I don't know. I need to find a way to kind of recharge, which hasn't mm-hmm. just, there hasn't been time yet for. I was so grateful that we got to not throw that set away and that milk took oh, it. Yeah. It Art. was, it was really amazing. I mean, we went, we went with milk. We got did a van. Is there plenty of room for with it? Dan. There's plenty of room That's in Dan's amazing. studio. Well, cause it all collapses down to like these eight foot, pieces that yeah. you're either going to put this way or that. But and you just, still had to pay for that dumpster. Unfortunately, we had to pay for that dumpster and that money's gone. The girl. timing was bad. The timing was bad, but it meant more to me spiritually to have it live on. I'm sorry that in show five, I lost my mind, but I, that's just, I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, well, I really understand. I stood on this one, you know, when Nyla last year was like, let's do six shows. And I was like, yes, almost a theater run. And then I understood why dance performances are three to four days. The physical duration of it is a lot. I mean, sometimes shows happen at the Joyce for weeks. Like the Twilight Tharp show happened for like a month or something. All that, like eight shows a week or something. It's a real, like, so, then all day, I would need to all day long be preparing myself physically. Yeah. And I mean, like, show five, I literally was like, I don't know this show anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually, like, weirdly grateful that, like, my mind can do that on stage. It's not great. What do you mean? <laughs> do great. what? Um, forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real... But didn't you feel like you just kept going? Yeah, I mean, well, I just... didn't have a lot of, like, fear as it was happening. Right, I just right. some like, this minor embarrassment after it was over, being like, whoa, that was not correct. Well, live art, honey. It was visibly not correct, because I was dancing in unison with people. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. I do remember watching that from offstage. That was pretty incredible. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's all right. I did nail the lip sync that night, though I was yeah. laughing. Well, you know, I mean, I love Kristen Wiig. What can I say? You know, I mean, to it's have... It's Jeremy's fault. To have, to have some fun. Was Jeremy... Jeremy you, was hyster- laughing loud in the audience, and I heard oh, him. Oh, and then you started to laugh yeah. because Jeremy was there yeah. laughing. Yeah. It's a real... Jeremy knew something was up. <laughs> <laughs> As you were starting. Well, you'd already done My Little Pony, and had... Was that also when your wig got stuck in the light? No, no. That was pretty good, that too. That was a different night. <laughs> that was pretty good, too. And you coming off stage will forever live on Instagram, because I <laughs> posted you doing your quick change with the boys, with Garen laughing. And then not putting my underwear Straight on right. Up. That was the crazy that, show. Oh, was that show five, too? When yeah, you put, five. When you put... Um, Right, the waist hole was a leg <laughs> hole, and the leg hole was a waist hole, so my entire butt was out. Oh, that was really good. That was not really great, good. Not great. It was really, you know... For the books, queen. What else happened to us? Oh, I watched um, Three Identical Strangers. What? Oh. It's a documentary about those separated triplets. Parker told me to watch that. Did you live? In a way, it's very, it takes a very dark turn. Oh, no. Where it really becomes about, like, corruption in scientific research. Mm. About these people being like, we did it for science. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. And then all these sets of twins and triplets just, like, losing their siblings because of these scientists who are, like, separate them. Yeah. 
It sounds like some sort of creepy 70s sci-fi, what have you. Yeah, 60s. And this is what's happening in the 60s. Yeah, and there's this old woman in the in the movie who's like some kind of um, I don't know, science person. And she's <laughs> she's like that was that was normal at the time. Where is she from? Not here. These are people from Europe. I see. I see. <laughs> I see. I remember there's some movie and I can't remember what it is and maybe a listener will know. It's when um it was this it's this girl and I think she realizes that she's one of many mm-hmm. that have been separated. And mm-hmm. I think it was made in the 70s and she goes to try and uh, I think she becomes like abducted by this lab research or something, and it's really that she's one of many girls. And I'm not sure if they're clones or if they were all just like siblings. Can they do that? Is this is this a real story? No, 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 no. This was a movie. Oh. It's just a movie okay. that I remember seeing as a child and feeling so terrified. It was the same year that I saw Watcher in the Woods with Betty Davis, and there's this part. That movie's so well. It was scary to me when I was like eight. Can people be cloned? No. <laughs> they can. Nobody. They can. If they can clone rats <laughs> and goats. I don't, we're not there. I think they're just not allowing it, right? We're, we're just, well, we're not There's there. There's some kind of ethical dilemma. Don't you think that if we were there, it would have happened? I mean, we would It probably be there, has happened and in we just like don't the upper know about echelons it. of wealth. And we just don't know about it. Yeah. And that's... There's probably you like know. a young Donald Trump just waiting <laughs> to be like, my clone is dead, but I'm still here. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? Taking to the news streams, coming at ya. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what we're up Would against. you clone yourself? Hmm. Hmm. Why? Yeah. Um, to hang out. Really? Yeah. But you'd be so yeah. old and they'd be so young. Oh, oh, I was hoping that I could clone myself so I'd just be me right now. That's not how it works. Well, they have to grow up. They have to like gestate. <sighs> then I guess no. Like, you know, I don't, it's like, I don't want to have children. Right. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine trying to raise yourself? Yourself? I mean, kind of. It's, that sounds, so I, I can kind of oh imagine God. that. No, 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 no. Would that creep you out to raise your child self? Yeah. Well, I give them a lot of advice. Yeah. I think you would do a good job. I mean, I, this is, in recovery work, that's what we're talking about when we talk about oh, the right. taking care of your inner I guess child. I would just sort like of leave them, a, try to leave them alone as much as possible. You would try to leave your cloned child self alone. So who's grazing it then? No, I would raise it. Okay. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't interfere in its choices. It sounds like your mother. But no, it would I probably mean, have the same trajectory. Literally, literally sounds like your mom. Yeah, yeah. Being like, I think I've had a mostly happy life. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. And you have a mind that is able to orchestrate itself around, uh, this came up recently with, uh, with my adoptive mom around the survival of cancer and just Mm. being like, I have to go do this thing and then I have to go do that. And that's what it is. Well, I would definitely take care of that with my clone. I'd be like, let's start colonoscopies when they're like seven, (laughs) you know? To just check in and be oh, like, oh, just checking up. No reason in particular. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. When you're 35, right? <laughs> or, or preemptively being like, can we just remove that part right now? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, can we? Since I know that it's gonna explode, happen. <laughs> yeah. With me, if I was raising my child self, um, well, I would. Think- I would start violin lessons immediately because I know that I could have been an incredible violinist. 
just... I would have made sure that I kept playing the piano. I, I was doing that, and I loved doing it, and then I said, I'm going to be an actress, and I stopped. I'm not playing. good at multitasking, and I think that's why my mind didn't handle the piano very well, because you have to do two things at once. Hmm, but there's such a choreography to it. Where I've you... never been good at learning choreography, that's for sure. Really? No. Huh. I mean, I, I had a period in the middle of my ballet career where I was like, okay, it's okay now. Like, uh-huh. I'm normal. Uh-huh. I, I can learn. But you're not like James. Who you, oh, I, no, like, no, you no, can no, show no. James one thing and no, he's no, like, no, got no. it. Mm-mm. I was no. never like that. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I always was very adept at, like, seeing and reading one line of music. Wow. A single line. Right. Now it's time I put that right. together. So I do realize in violin playing there are chords and harmonics, yes. but generally you're just moving along one line. Right. And I think that would have been good for me. And did and you never play the violin? Never. I did pick up a viola at Interlock and then I got an instrument services. And I was mm-hmm. like, am I a genius? <laughs> Except then I played like a note and I was like, I'm not. <laughs> You mean just because you held it and you thought maybe this is it. I just had maybe seen, the viola is my ticket. I was ticket. watching a lot of people play string instruments and I was like, that seems correct. Uh huh. And then I tried it and I was like, this is going to take a lot of work. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm too old. At what? At 14. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the yeah. other 14 year olds at Interlock and at that time were like completely true. Yeah. 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 You know, like it was really intense. Same with. I'm trying to remember watching. I watched. Remember back to Interlock and her this. Girl's piano recital. Mm-hmm. Japanese. I can't remember her name. Okay. Oh my god! And okay. it was really. She, it was mind-boggling. Well, I was there like, well, was she must be famous like now. A bevy of child prodigies and yeah. interlocking musicians, yeah. and so where do you even go from there? You can't just. There were people at Interlocking who kind of floated through programs. Like I'm a visual artist. Now I'm a writer. Now I'm a. Now I'm an actor. Like Ken Jones did all those things. Yeah. But, like, being a high-level instrumentalist in high school preparing to go to conservatory, like, you better have had been doing it in diapers. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's, like, it's not happening. Yeah. You're not, like, you know what's fun? The euphonium. And then you, like, pick one up. It's not, no. (laughs) No, Queen. No. You know who died? I mean, it's, they were old. Okay. Who died? Carol Channing. (gasps) Just now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Incredibly old. Nine. Wow. Nineties I'm guessing. 96, That's good. I That's think great. what I read. She did a full life. I remember when she came to Interlock and Arts Camp to do a concert. Whoa. And I remember her turning to the guy who I was hiding to watch the tech that was happening in Kresge. So I was that's where her tech was. Yeah, so I like yeah. hid up on one of the walls like a Spider. raven. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Correct. It's always been the same. Yeah. Just witching around. And she was like, so before we begin this, I'm going to say that uh, you are the master of diamonds, that you are the master of love, and then... Uh, who was she talking to? To the conductor, the conductor of, uh, who was conducting, going to be conducting the band okay. for her, her okay. for who was at Interlock. And like she dropped in, for, I don't think that the band came with her, it's like the... The, the Interlock and Arts Academy Wind Symphony. Or Maybe, something okay. like that. Or the camp. And it's just a camp. And she was like, and then we'll go into Diamond Jericho's Best Friend. <laughs> and I remember watching the tech and being, and like shaking because like, I had. That's how you write text. <laughs> <laughs> Use the word diamonds out of context and then just move into a song with the word diamonds. <laughs> it was really. Well, I mean, also, did you ever get to see the. Um, 
the live action Alice in Wonderland. I'm sure we've talked about this podcast before. Um, what does she play? The Queen of Hearts. Or something? She plays the White Queen. Oh right, right, and right. And she has the amazing scene where Alice shows up. It's the girl from Poltergeist, no less, which is a whole other yes, kind yes, of shocking. Yes, and yes, then yes. you know, and everyone's in it. Like the woman I kind of look like, who's Rizzo from Greece. Stalker Channing. Yes. Who does she play? Uh, the Red Queen. I don't remember who plays the Queen of Hearts. That um, is the Queen of Hearts. No, there's the Red Queen, the White Queen, and the Queen of Hearts. I don't know. Well, I do. I remember reading that book as a child and being obsessed. The Jabberwockies in it. It's more true to the Lewis Carroll. And, um... Who played the cat? Cheshire uh, Cat. I can't remember, but Sammy Davis Jr. plays the rat. That, um... Rat. When she cries and everyone gets washed yes. away, there's a, a rat that sings this song. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that I think Dinah, her cat, had been chasing, you know, that has been, that has been trying to stay away. Cause she tries to explain where, anyhow, but Carol Channing and her have this moment in the woods where she, there's this scarf that falls and, and she catches the scarf and then you hear Carol Channing. I'm literally, I haven't seen this in a day. Just kidding. I haven't seen it in a long time. And all you hear is bread and butter, bread and butter. And then Carol Channing turns up and she she's like, oh, you found my bread and butter, which is the scarf, you know, we're through the looking glass. So Carol Channing takes the scarf and she starts singing this song about... I have a question. Yes? Does the scarf have any bread and butter qualities? Nope. It's just a white diaphanous scarf. So is it in the way that she just used to yell cranberries? Raspberries? Raspberries. Well, no, I think it's from, I actually think it's it's from the books of like that when you go butter. through the, I mean, there also, there's this whole thing with Stalker chanting the Red Queen of like, we have to go really fast so that we can get nowhere. You know, it's all upside down, topsy-turvy, but... Lewis Carroll. Yeah. Lewis Carroll. That was the name of the person who wrote Alice Through the Looking Glass. What else did um, Lewis Carroll write? Alice in Wonderland. Alice books, books about Alice. Al- through the Looking Glass. Alice and Wonderland, yeah. But Carol Channing, back to what's important. Lewis Carol Channing. Is work, honey. Wait a second. Lewis, Lewis Carol Channing. T.S. Eliot. <laughs> <laughs> British stuff. <laughs> Lewis Carol Channing, T.S. Eliot. Oh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Narnia. C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. Lewis. T.S. What it is is C.S. Lewis Carol. Rowling. I mean, but C.S. Lewis Carol Channing. Tatum. O'Neill. This is a good game. This is a good game. Maybe it's already a game where you have to take the last name of the person and turn it into a new, new name. A new, new name. And it can be called new, new name. New name. I love this game. O'Neill. It's hard to go from there. O'Neill's bar and pub. But O'Neill doesn't have to be their first name. So it could go O'Neill Patrick Harris. No, that's yes, correct. If it's an O, there's apostrophe. You just take the next part. Oh, oh Neil Patrick uh-huh. Harris. Yeah, that's what you could. You'd have to say it like that. You'd be like, Oh, oh Neil, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Harris, son Ford. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's where. It, that's like how you play speed Uno. So that's where like Harris right, can right, turn right. to Harrison Ford. That's like how when we switch from Uno to speed Uno. 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 Speed, you know. Your speed, vowels you know. are getting so tight now. <laughs> really I went from really open. Speed, you know. <laughs> went from really, really open to really, yeah. really close. Speed, you know. 
<laughs> Carol Channing sings this song where she's like, they're talking about jam and they're going to like have this tea party or whatever. And she sings a song where she's like, it just is like, I can't remember the full thing, how it begins. We'll post it, I'm sure, but it's jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but never ever jam today. Oh, I said jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but never ever jam today. Oh, you can wish as you want. You can want as you wish, but you'll never hear me say. You know, she, cause Did she you like that. like that as a child? Obsessed. Really? I was in the living room learning everything she did <laughs> and like just standing in front of the TV, whipping my arms around. Jam today. Jam, jam yesterday. yesterday. Wait, jam? Jam tomorrow. Jam, jam yesterday. Yeah, but, but never, never ever, ever jam, jam today. today. Yeah. And you can want as you wish. So you, can you can never wish as you have want. jam. That's right. Unless, no, you can never have jam. Only in your memories. Right. And it's, in your dreams. And then she finishes the song. She puts on her scarf and Alice goes, be careful. You're going to pr- poke yourself with your brooch. And she's really, like, has this huge brooch that she's mangling around in her hand. No, I can't believe they would even call it a brooch after they're calling a scarf bread and butter. Like, why wouldn't they call it her, you know, peanut butter or something? You know, like, I don't know. Okay, go on. I mean, she was just calling bread and butter, but I can't quite piece it together. And and so she's, um, she's like, be careful, be careful. And then um, Carol Channing goes, ow! And she goes, did you poke yourself? And she goes, no, but I'm about to. And then she s- stabs her thumb <gasps> with the brooch. And then she goes, see? Does blood come out? Uh-huh. There's wow. blood on this white glove. And Alice goes, are you okay? And she goes, you see, everything here happens backwards. Because she says, ouch first, and pokes herself, da-da-da. And then this I have chills thinking that about it. even right now, can't understand. So as a child, absolutely no way. As a child, I was like, this is what it's like. Back to the Future 2, I... I don't It took me until I was one. like... 32 to understand the time trajectory of that movie. I could not understand it. I'm not good with time. I don't remember. I don't think I ever watched that. Again, like a male narrative. Well, like Marty McFly goes to the future and Mm -hmm. then the bad guy gets in the car and goes to the past to give himself all of the like horse or car racing results. Is that Crispin Glover? Who does Crispin Glover play? No, no, no. It's Anthony Michael Hall. Oh my god, remember Anthony Michael? He gives his young self in the past all the results to some race. I could be super wrong. Mm -hmm. Biff. That was his name. Uh Bad guy. So then, go back to the future, future. He's super rich. Uh Because he had all the results. Uh That's as good as I can do. Well, I mean, (laughs) good job. I mean, that's a good thing to do with a time-traveling machine. That doesn't seem, you know, seems fine. Also, do you remember in the future, in their version of the future, which we've already passed. We've already passed it. When does Back to the Future happen? Is it like... (laughs) 2016. Can you imagine? And there were literally (laughs) flying cars, cars, hoverboards, uh Nike high tops that, like, shut themselves and lit up. They were like... And then they'd light up, and then would you fly away in those? No, no, no. You oh. have to get on your hoverboard. Oh, okay. And then there was also, um, like, little ovens that you could stick, like, um, a two-inch diameter pizza into, and in, like, 12 seconds, out came a huge pizza. The Jetsons. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not, where's my tiny pizza, big pizza? I mean, honey, I mean, what I, what I love from the Jetsons, and I try to do it now, is they would just, like, take a pill and be like, mmm. I'm full. I'm full. I was like, dinner. It's good. That's so sad. Oh, I don't know. It's just eating. It's, it takes all this time. And then you have to... I do love one, especially do. in the winter. I just want, like, 
mashed potatoes. Oh, I've been eating this thing that I think you'll think is absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Where I take oatmeal. It's been ready-made. It's in the fridge. What does that mean, ready-made? Did you make it? Like, it's been made, and then you let it cool, and you stick it in the, in the fridge. Okay. And today, that oatmeal also had chopped up apples in it, and it was in the fridge. Got it. And take that, and then on top of that, I will put um, leftover curry. I've been waiting to tell it to you because I just, I've done it a couple times now Mm. and every time I do it, Mm. (laughs) you know, I've never been (laughs) a porridge person and I, I do like it when it's really like mm, incredible where they've put like candied walnuts and like a soaked raisin or something. (laughs) But when you just said that. That you take a glob of congealed old oatmeal and put curry on it. As if it were rice. <laughs> Correct. I mean, maybe it is like rice. I don't know. That sounds well, it, insane. It, it's kind of how it looked like rice. So, so in I your mind, like, you're like rice. Good enough. And it really, I like it. It's warming. Wow. I find it warm. I mean, you eat it up. I don't need it cold. Right. I stick it in the microwave and heat it up. It yeah. does. It's, you know. It's on, but as I did it the first time I did it, I thought hot mush. Yeah. And I was really doing it. But no, I was having you. the hot mush. No, thank you. Uh, Joe Walsh and Lauren Strong and make an excellent savory oatmeal. Oh. Yes. Where you make a steel cut oat and then you can put like Parmesan cheese and some kind of like steamed vegetable in it. This is not sounding so dissimilar from what no, I do. it's true. Not too, too, but today are, I yeah. had a curry that I had made that was a kind of, uh, a mix of, you know, turmeric, cumin, what have ginger, what have you, um, sweet potato, coconut milk base, oh. sweet potato and, um, broccoli. And then did it. And then put it all together in a curry, and it was... What I want you to try with your leftover oatmeal mm-hmm. is to maybe mix it with an egg mm-hmm. and then form it into a little patty and make little, like, um, cro- what are those? Not croquettes. You said that in the show, but, like, little latkes, but made out of oats. Mm. Latka, latka oats sounds good. Oat latka. I like that. I'm sure someone does that. An oatmeal latka? Yeah. I doubt it. Well, they could. They could. Um, all right, we're going to take a pause and then we'll be back. Do it. I don't know if it's on. It is. It is on. Ladies and gentlemen and other, we are here with Martha Nichols. It's, um, I've, I just met you. We just met you. We just met. Right? I don't know you. Right after, after everything's imaginable. And we had this moment in the lobby that felt so deep and rich and beautiful. And you talked about your grandmother and, uh, gave me that quote from her. And it really just gave me energy and life. Are we allowed to say it or is it for... No, um, no, we can say it. So whenever you're faced with a situation where you speak your truth and it's not well received, my grandma says, hit dogs, holler. Hit dogs, holler. Holler. So you only scream if you've been hit by it. Usually when we're hit, it's conviction. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. 
So that's why I told him after the show. And yeah. where what where's your grandmother from? She is from North Carolina. And it, is that where you grew up? Uh, born in Brooklyn, lived here till I was in third grade, and then moved to North Carolina, and stayed there. Oh, yeah. So wow. And then did you go to NCSA? I didn't. I actually went to. So let's start it. We're gonna start. We're gonna. We're gonna get. We're gonna. We are, and people are gonna get to know you Full here. Thing. I mean, I. I feel like you already have quite a following, and as I said earlier, thank you for for break. Well, this is not a social media. Oh, thing, no, though, this, though is, this will be on, you know, we'll certainly You will say, get no new followers from this. So. You, you might. <laughs> you, you, you might. You might. You, <laughs> you, you never, never know. know. You never know. But um, because your social media, I was, you certainly have a social media presence and um, and you're taking a break, a hiatus from it in this moment, but still mm-hmm. willing to, to come and, and speak, which is really lovely. It's and amazing. I do want to get to... Uh, where and why we need to take breaks and go within and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. But you grew up in Brooklyn. Grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, went to public school, PS221, PS316. And then my mother, uh, single parent, my mother and I wanted, she wanted me to have like a better education. She always loved the South. So we moved to Lewisburg, North Carolina, which is really tiny. And there's like one stoplight. Was not my favorite. Is then, public education in Brooklyn not good? I think it is. I think my mother used it as an excuse to move to the She show. wanted to go away. I think she just it's wanted hard. to go. It's exhausting here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just hard raising a, a kid here as a single parent. Yeah. And is it only you? Yes. So it was you and your mom. Me and my mother. Well, my mother and I. Horrible English. Um, we moved to North Carolina. After we were there for a year, my grandmother moved back to North Carolina. So my grandmother was up here as well. Oh, wow. Um, and... Grandma stayed there. After a year of my grandmother being there, we then moved to Raleigh, which is the capital, bigger city. And that's where my dance studio was. ADF. Went to school. Right? ADF. It's yeah. ADF. American Dance Festival. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's in Raleigh. Um, went to a competition studio, did that whole scene. And my 10 days after I graduated from high school, my mother passed. <gasps> Unexpectedly? Mm-hmm. They oh, found so her slumped over the steering wheel of her car. Oh, Martha. Mm-hmm. Was there... She just had a heart attack. How old? 56. Oh, So wow. it was just her time. Um, and so she had... Knowing me, my senior year of high school, I was like, I don't want to go to college because I don't want to go yet. I want to go later. And she was like, please just stay here for a year and go. And I was like, yeah, no. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think I'm going like, to wait for a year. And she goes, oh, okay. Uh, she goes, will you at least apply? And so I said, yes. Um, your grandmother. My mother. Your mother. Mm-hmm. This is it's okay. like my this senior year of high school. Okay. Uh-huh. And me being me, I was like, well, she asked me to apply. Hopefully thinking that I'll get in. Well, I can't get in if I don't apply. So I'm not going to apply. Wow. So just took all my applications and stuck them under my bed. And like mm-hmm. went, took my SAT, wrote my name, went to sleep. <gasps> like intentionally sabotage myself. And wow. April of my senior year, I get a letter in the mail saying, congratulations, you've been accepted to Peace College. When your mom. When your mom made you. <laughs> she applied for you. Yeah. And she goes, I know you. I made you. I know how you think. And your thought was, you can't get in if you don't apply, so you didn't apply. So I applied for you. <gasps> she got my transcripts. She wrote my essays. She got me $18,000 worth of scholarships. She got me an interview with the dance department, the chorus, and the band. 
this is a dream. <laughs> like, she's like, I know you. I was like, well, walked into school the next day. I was like, guys, I guess I'm going to college. Where's Peace College? It's downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh my gosh. She wanted you at home. Yes, because she worked <laughs> yeah. across the street. Wow. So she was wow. like, we can go to lunch on your lunch breaks. Like, she had a whole plan. Whole plan yeah, yeah, that yeah. I just was unaware of. Um, and she goes, okay, well, you got into college, so you can no longer use that excuse. I was like, well, dang. Uh, she goes, but let's make a deal. If you stay here for a year and go to college, I will move with you to wherever you want to for dance afterwards. Wow. She said, because we still have cousins and she has like two sisters that live up here in Brooklyn. Um, she worked for a law office. So she goes, if you want to move to LA, I can move to Vegas. So you're only three hours away, but you still feel like you have your own life, but I'm still close by. She goes, so whatever coast you decide to move to, I'll move with you if you stay here for a year. So I said, okay. Then after I graduated high school, 10 days later, she passed. I was like, well, she did all this work. I am not going to go back on my word or else everything right. that we talked about is in vain. Right. Including her death. So I was like, okay, I will stay here. I will go to Peace College. It was an all, all girls, uh, uh, what's the word? Liberal. All girls liberal Liberal school. Art. Okay. Yeah, liberal arts. There were eight people in my English class. Like tiny, tiny, tiny. Can you go back for one second and talk mm-hmm. about your senior year ending and then like grieving your mother's death that summer? Like what what was that? Well, it was really interesting because I was raised Christian and not religiously, mm-hmm. but spiritually, I'd say. Because yeah. I feel like there are a lot of people who are Christian by title and you don't see it in their life. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to have the opposite. Whatever my mother spoke about Jesus, I saw it reflected in her life every day. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my grandmother. So, in terms of their kindness, their generosity, mm-hmm. their and scripture, like yeah. every Sunday to this day, if I go to my grandma's house before we have dinner on Sunday, everybody has to say about Boris before we eat. Still in North Carolina. Still to this day, no matter how old you are, yeah. no matter where you were raised, if you were going to eat at my grandmother's house, you were going to say a Bible verse. Wow. And there are many Bibles in the house. So find one. You could say anything. It's, there are certain ones you can't say. Okay, but how would I know that? I would tell you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like, if I'm bringing a friend to the house, it's like, okay, you're going to say, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Boom. That's, oh, that's your that's first. That's the beginning, right? Uh-huh. It's the very first that's one. Beginning page one. Beginning page yet. one. Yeah. Verse one. Like, Start at the beginning. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But I wouldn't be allowed to say that. Because you know better. Because I know better. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and if you really are studying this book, you shouldn't, you should know beyond the basics. The basics. Right, right, right. So we can't say for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Like, we can't say Jesus wept. It's the shirt. Too many people God. know it. Too right. many people know it. Right. So grandma's like, go study your book and come right. back with the verse. Right. Every single Sunday to this wow. day. Actually, for us, it's every meal. Right. We say every meal. Okay, come to the kitchen. We're going to say grace. And we look at each other because it's like, which one are you going to say? Because you also can't repeat one with your cousins. So it's like, who's going to say what so I can have the right verse? Do you like to find a Bible in the house, go to the bathroom, go to your room for a few minutes, figure it out? No, it's just like, I still study it. So for me, it's like, what have I been studying recently that I can like pull off the top of my head? Okay. Also, I mean, my friend Neil really grew up mm -hmm. with that and he he just knows it all. Like he can just, he can pull out... Mm-hmm. These things that I'm just always like, how did you like, where is remember that? that? And he was like, when you grow up with it, 
It's it is, six. It is in you. Mm-hmm. It's really there. It's in the blood. Yes. So your mother passed. Mm-hmm. And then, but you were also, and in this though, you were in a competition dance school at the same time. So you're also. Oh yeah. You also have, and were there teachers who were really supporting you and being that kind of family too? Yes, but three days before my mother passed, she looked at me. We were in the car. We were leaving church. And she goes, I want you to know, if anything happens to me, you and Damien are the beneficiaries. And I looked at her. Damien? My older cousin. Okay. And I was like, why are you telling me this? She goes, I just feel in my spirit that I'm supposed to tell you this. And I was like, okay, well, this is really morbid. I don't want to talk about it. She goes, okay. But you and Damien are the beneficiaries. I went, Okay. Got it. That was on Sunday. Wednesday, the police called me telling me that they found her slumped over steering wheel. So I was like, okay, that was a warning. Warnings are usually preparation. So if I truly believe what I believe, and I believe that heaven is the goal, and to take it deeper, it's like the goal is to really create heaven here on earth. So it's not to just do this as a transition. It's like, no, let's create the peace and joy here. Um, And my mother was a good human. I know she's in heaven. So for me to selfishly be like, why'd you take her is completely selfish because I'm asking her to be in a less than state if I know she's in heaven. Mm. So I was like, okay, he doesn't take people before they're ready. He doesn't take people before their job is done. So... Her mission was complete. She came to do what she was supposed to do. Okay. So for me, it's like emotionally not mature enough to really grasp what's happening. But spiritually, I know she's in a better place. So I can't allow my emotions to dictate my spirit rather than my spirit should dictate my emotions. Mm. So I kind of use that to keep myself in check. Like... Be here. You're 17. Mourn. Do all the things. Right. But, like, you don't get to lose your mind. You don't get to, like, go try drugs for the first time or, like, start having sex with random people. Like, that's never been your life. That's now not your life. And I kind of switched everything to, like, okay, so now what I do should honor her. Because so much of the life she did live was a sacrifice for me to get the things that I did have while she was here. So... As sad as I was, it was still like, I know where she is. And as much as it's like, wow, I can't believe God took her, my mentality was, okay, he took her for a reason. So what was the taking of her? What, how was her passing instrumental for my purpose? Because whereas I, I always thought my mother would be by my side always, clearly she's not. So what does that mean? And was your grandmother taking care of you through all of this? Actually, no. Um, my grandmother's much older. She's actually supposed to be 92 next month. Congratulations, right? Nana! Uh, and she's my bestest friend ever. Um, my grandmother is a saint. So she had seven kids and an adopted five mentally handicapped. Wow. Mm-hmm. So my mom was one of 12. My mom was like the OG wow. firstborn. Um, and... I, my grandmother has always lived off of faith. Mm. And so for me, it was like, I don't want to add another expense to my grandmother by moving in with her. Because as much as I need to be taken care of, and as much as I'm mourning the loss of a mother, 
no mother expects to outlive their child. Right. So while this is hard for me, it's harder for grandma because grandma had 56 years of this. I right. only had 17. Right, 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 right. No, whereas 17 is still the, my entire life. life right. You still as a parent never expect to outlive your child. No. So I was like, okay, I feel like for me to go move on with grandma, I would be a walking reminder of what she just lost. Mm. Like with every time I just walked by her in the house. Um, my grandmother, being my grandmother, would put it aside. Of course. And she shouldn't have to do that in her own home. Mm. So I was like, I'm not going to move on with grandma. And she was also taking care of people who need mm-hmm. to really be taken care of. Yes. And so, like, my Aunt Shelly is severely, like, severely mentally handicapped, mm. can't read, can't write, bipolar, mm. schizophrenic, mm. all the things. Mm. Um, I was like, I just don't want to add any more pressure yeah. to grandma. Yeah. Um, and so I remember sitting at the hospital thinking, like, you're low-key homeless. <laughs> you're low-key homeless, low-key an orphan, but, like, okay, what you about to do? No idea. And I ended up, there was a family I nannied for. And there were three girls. And I was really close to the mom and, like, decently close to the dad. And when the cops called me and said they found my mother, I went to call my dance teacher. And I was like, ah, uh, I know she's out with people. And I also don't want this to be a scene. So I don't want this to be like a, oh, my God, we have to go. It's like, mm, she's out with people. And if she ends up leaving people, she's going to tell them. And it's going to be a thing. And then she's going to come. I don't want all that. Called my best friend. Her phone was breaking up. She had bad reception. And I was like, oh, girl, I'll call you later. Like, I'll call you later. She's like, it's okay. Yeah, I'll call you in like two hours. She's like, okay. I was like, love you. Love you too. Bye. I was like, okay. What is the like least amount of drama like I can handle this with? Mm-hmm. And I ended up calling the dad of the family I nannied. Because he's usually out of the picture. Like He's usually traveling for work anyways. And so I was like, hey, Mike, are you in the neighborhood? He's like, yeah, what's up? I was like, so the cops just called me, said they found mom slumped over a steering wheel. They're taking her to the hospital. She's not responding to CPR, but I don't think I should drive. Can you, like, would you be willing to come pick me up and take me? And he was like, actually, I'm down the street from your house. Yes. Got it. So he picked me up, took me to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, the doctors are like, we're really sorry. We did everything we could do. I was like, got it. Can I just like go see her one more time? They said, yes. Gathered her stuff. As I'm walking out of the hospital, my grandmother's walking in. And grandma's like, how is she? And I was like, grandma, she's gone. And grandma said, okay, what would you like to do? I was like, I don't want to go home. I'm not ready for that yet. And she goes, well, I don't want to go home either. She goes, how about I go to your house? I said, okay. And the dad, Mike, goes, well, you can come to our house. I said, okay. And I'd been in the house almost every day anyways, because I was there with the kids. Um... And we're on the way to their house, the whole dance studio basically was starting to find out. I was like, of course, like this is just the biggest game of telephone. Um, and once I got to the house, he was just like, you can stay here. We have a full live-in basement. It can be your downstairs apartment. Like it, you can have your own place just within the house. Like we will take care of you. You can be our adopted daughter. And I was like, okay. And it just seemed like a really easy, natural progression. And he asked, he's like, do you want me to legally adopt you? And I was like, no, because I don't want you to override or erase what my mother did. So I don't want this to be like, this is your new, like this should be an addition to, because my mother did the work. Like my mother raised me, Mm -hmm. but 
in the in the room. Like I'm it's thirty days before I turn eighteen. I just need somewhere to be. And he was like, Sure. And then I moved in with them. And he was incredible. His wife was batshit crazy, excuse my language. So we no longer talk to her. Um but he is now my dad and the three little girls are my sisters and it's like it was meant to be. Like I was supposed to have three little sisters and right. and to take care, to be there for them, mm-hmm. to step into their life too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you move in there. So yeah. now we're like in June. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then and you're like go still going to class, do it like showing up to all the things, showing mm-hmm. up to the friends, continuing going forward, yeah. not acting out. Not acting out at all. Which, you know, is incredible. Mm-hmm. I legit would go to Target and they had like the 5 for 25 DVD bin. Mm-hmm. And I would go get five DVDs. And like, I was still depressed. Yeah, but course. it just came out and like, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to go watch like a whole season of CSI Miami. Mm-hmm. And I would go upstairs, have dinner with the family, come back down, put in a movie, do my homework, go to bed, wake up, go to class. And I just did that every day. At Peace College. At Peace College. But I didn't live on campus. You lived, you lived in the basement. basement. I lived yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah. Uh-huh. This basement sounds great. Well, I literally went from, like, single mom and I, really cute, like, two-bedroom house, to 5,500-square-foot house. Yeah, gigantic. Gigantic. The basement, I had my own bedroom with a kitchen in my room. I had my own bathroom. They had built a dance studio. And there was like a playroom. They built a dance studio for you? Well, for their girls because I was giving them dance privates while I was nannying them. Wow. And so it worked out well because it's like, oh, now you live in the house. Great. You need to stretch. Meet me downstairs. Right, right, right. Right. (laughs) In the dance studio, was there a mirror as well? So you could also like look at the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Full mirror, bar built in, sprung floor. Like not massive at all, but enough space to choreograph a solo. Like me and one other person. And so, yeah, I would stretch in there. If I need to get some own stuff out, they would go to bed and I would put on music and just yes. like twirl my face off. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, that's kind of how I handled everything. It just came to the fact of like, now what, now what is important to you? Like, because she was the most important. So now that she's not here, you kind of realize you kind of glorified her in a way that's like, yes, but also now what are you about to do? And where does everything else fall? And now that this, you've had this such like intense moment of loss, it kind of shifted my perspective on everything. Mm. Like, this is so dramatic. Oh, that is irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Yeah. That's irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. And it brought me closer to some of my friends. It drove a wedge between me and some of my friends. It really kind of helped me. At 18. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mother died when I was in my third. Like, well, I guess I'm still in my thirties, but the experience of being with her and going through that death, watching and watching her die, mm-hmm. it does clarify a lot. Mm-hmm. It really clarifies things. But at eighteen, that you had this. I mean, she did a great job. Thank you. Your mother, your mother did a great job, and mm-hmm. you did a great job because it's that you also that you took it in. Mm-hmm. A lot of some people can be given all the things and not take it in. Yeah. Did you end up finishing Peace College? I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. Two reasons: a, I never wanted to go to school for like general ed. I always wanted to go to like um, I always wanted to go to Berklee College of Music in Boston mm-hmm. for like music composition mm-hmm. and orchestral stro- uh, scoring. Um, 
but you have to go to their four-year program. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't ready to give up dance just yet. Um, so, yeah. But, like, it's like, if I don't do the way I want to do it, I don't want to do it. We're learning. I what like sign are you? Soften. Cancer. Mm, what's your rising sign? Leo. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, mm -hmm. I believe Feel it all. Feel the fire. Well, it's how you come off, off. Mm -hmm. yeah like i'm an aquarius and i'm a scorpio rising mm. so it's like what's your moon aries we're at work i show up real hot mm. what's your moon pisces oh it's intuitive just like water but also really <laughs> psychic i mean pisces is the known as the psychic mm. sign that i way. feel a lot of things so, yeah mm -hmm. feel a lot of things so how long did you do peace i only did one year yeah you did it you kept I, you kept your end i did my year and I remember my dad being like, your mom told me two years. And I was like, that's irrelevant. Because she told me one. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what she said to me. Yeah. She said like, one. We're going to go with We're going to go with said. what she told uh -huh. me. Right. And he was like, well, I need to keep my word. And I was like, well, this has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. She told me one year. And he got hot. Oh, he was so heated. Um, he's like, well, then what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I just know I need to go dance. And ended up doing So You Think. Really? Yes. Yeah, I know. It's How much of it? Top five girls. And you made it to television. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. We just, it's like not on the resume anymore. Like, I know It depends nothing. on the audience. I know about it because Karen like, told me. What? Yeah. Karen number what? Yeah. Two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Early like, on. So deep. In fact, so I'm deep. sure I saw you. Probably. Because that, I like, really watched hair. the first, I really watched the first Probably four. Who won seasons. the season two? Benji. Benji. That's right. Schwimmer. That's I was on it with Travis right. Wall and oh. Allison Holker and Ivan. I mean, Kamaya. we'll go back to the tapes. Benji oh, Schwimmer. Yeah, the VHS. The receipts are like the A tracks if you can find them. It's I mean, because <laughs> this is also, what is that, 2006? 2006. Yes. Mm -hmm. What did you do for. The audition process. I have a bubble. I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do for the audition process? Um, well, my dance teacher was like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Wait, so we're still in Raleigh in this moment. We're still in Raleigh. Uh -huh. um, this is my, the beginning of the spring semester of my freshman year of college. Okay. And my friend Nick, yeah, my friend Nick Lazzarini did the first season. And so we were watching he him. He won. He won. And... Uh, my dad was like, oh, you should do the show. And I was like, I don't want to be on TV. Like, right. I don't want to be on TV. So like, <laughs> um, but I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And talked my dance teacher into choreographing a solo for me and had her fly to New York for me. And I remember thinking like, I'm going to just do this, hit it and quit it, take my black ass back to Raleigh and call it a day. <laughs> like, set. And or they're like running down the line with the cameras and everybody's screaming, mm -hmm. like, yay, so you think. I legit first made my dance teacher go to McDonald's to get me a sausage biscuit and an orange juice. Two, as they're coming with this uh the cameras, I have my hood up and I'm facing the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I want no parts this of is this. The, this is the cancer part, girl. This is the this cancer is part. The real life. Like, I, and the Pisces, I have to say they're shining. both kind of like I'm, I need to be at home with my plants. Yes. Like I just uh -huh. want to be laid up in bed. I don't yeah. want to be here doing this. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna do it. Right, so then that Leo's screaming. like, I'm gonna go. Okay, yeah. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, it's like always a battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm facing the wall, hood up, just like Y'all got it. We good. Go inside. 
do the first round of auditions. They hand you a ticket. They're like, come back the next day. Right. I'm really like dry about it. My teacher said, you got a ticket. And I'm like, yeah, but so did like the other 400 people in line. So like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, okay. And <laughs> now I'm like in the auditorium and it's Nigel, Dan Carity for hip hop right. and Mia Michaels. Mia. 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 Nigel has no idea who I am. So I'm like, okay, wild card. Dan Carity, I've assisted before. We have a great working relationship, so I'm oh, like, wow. that's fine. You had assisted him already? Mm-hmm. Or, like, when you would come to, like, studios or, like, on Whoa. convention, like, Whoa. I would be, like, in class with him. Um, uh, Mia? Mia came to my studio when I was 12 and hated me. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, this dynamic... Of, like, the good, the bad, and, like, the unknown. <laughs> like, the good, the bad, and the unknown, honey, is the show. I was like, I don't know what's about to happen. And I'm watching people audition, and they're incredible people who are being cut instantly. Yeah. Um, nobody's made it straight through the Vegas yet. And so I'm just like... Some people, are they, like, will let you know? Or how well, does that you work? You either get, like, a, a yes to Vegas, a no thank you, or a maybe to go to choreography. They want to see you learn something to see if you can actually adapt to other stuff. Oh. To the, so then you okay, can get a ticket okay, to Vegas. Because the first thing is just you. It's but just, some, occasionally they're like, Vegas! Like, yes. you just... Okay, okay, okay. okay. Show car. Martha hasn't seen that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen that yet. Did so you ever like, watch the show? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. A long time ago. And so I remember they like call you up. So you do a first round of freestyle with just the producers. Right. Then you get your little ticket to come back. Right. Then you come back and they call you up on stage in a semicircle and you have to freestyle one at a time. Then after that. Wait, 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 wait. Did you do your, did you do the part where they could have said you're going to Vegas yet? Not even no, yet. No, There's no, no, so no, much that yet. has to happen before this. Oh my God. Okay. 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 okay, okay, okay. It's, a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So you made it to the stage. After you made it to the stage. After the dance workshop. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like a full like lab Have contract. they cut a lot of people during the. They are cutting people left uh-huh. and right. Just okay. bye girl, bye girl, bye yeah, girl, like, bye, 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 bye. But they're allowing probably some characters to make it to so the many stage characters. for TV who yes. aren't good dancers. Exactly. They need them there for the show. You need somebody to cut. Yes. Right. And you they also need, need somebody to hopefully flip out. Exactly. They I need mean, someone honey. for Nigel to be like, you're awful or whatever. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. And someone uh-huh. who will hopefully scream. So this is complicated. Mm-hmm. So it's extremely complicated because you really don't know where you fall within that. Yeah. Like, is it my talent like or is yet? it my crazy? I have a question. Yes. Do you think someone is there playing the system and being like, I'm going to be a clown until I go on stage for Nigel and then I'm going to nail it? Without a doubt. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There are those. Yeah. People have agendas. Okay, 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 okay. People definitely have agendas. Um, so they like cut half the people. And by this point, there are 50 of us left in the auditorium. And the 50 of us get to do our solos. Oh, God. And... People are either being cut or they're being sent to choreography, but there's been no, no yeses just yet. And I'm like, okay. And I feel like I'm like number 30 out of the 50. So I've just watched people. Like, I've been in the whole I can't believe gamut. they have you all sitting there watching. Oh, you're just sitting in the auditorium. Just like, okay. Like a true nightmare. Mm-hmm. It would read, it's like your panic attack. I honestly <laughs> feel like you're going to have a nightmare about it tonight. <laughs> Like you're already like you're. I, I can. Like I it. I almost watched you like pull your eyebrows out in that moment as you thought about it. It's really giving so you stressful. your full stress. So I go do my solo, <laughs> and the whole time I'm laughing because I'm like, Dan loves me. Mia hated me the last time she saw me. I don't even right. know if she remembers me. Right. Nigel has no idea who I am. Right. So I'm like, okay, do my solo, and the whole time I'm just like, What are you wearing? 
I have a crop top and booty shorts on. Okay. Yes. All yeah. the body. All the body. Mm-hmm. All the body. Because part of me is like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Makeup? Thank you. You're going to do it. It's like, I know I'm not from this world, no. but I no. need to do this world. Yes, I need to do like, this I'm world from here. I'm not from this world, but if I'm going to be on this plane, I got to do it. Okay, yeah. okay. But I'm still Martha. Martha at this yeah. time didn't have makeup on. Martha didn't really know what she was doing with her look just yet. We're okay. still really searching. How much hair? Like full bob, Work. full bob, bob, bob in a hoop, always a hoop. Whilst dancing, oh, still okay. to this day, yeah. still dancing a hoop. Not worried about a tangle. <laughs> no, well, especially not now because we're bald. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, just like partner's hands, like watch out, not that close to my face. Yes, if we're going for like, partnering, I'll like take the hoop down in size. I got uh-huh. it. I got uh-huh. it. I got it. Down got it. in size. Right. But if there's no partnering, she's a full like bangle of a hoop. Wow. Like she can fit on the wrist. Wow. Okay. Wow. Fit, on the wrist. Wow. fit on the wrist. Wow. Fit on the wrist. Wow. Just bracelets on your ears. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, okay. Exactly You're doing bracelets. So I'm doing my bracelets and bracelets I finished my solo and they're like step forward to the microphone. Okay. Mia goes, you are a magical creature. Start singing my praises. And I'm like, wait, what? Maybe. Huh? She doesn't remember. She has no idea who I am. And now I'm laughing. much older now. Yes. But when I tell you the last time she saw me, she was like, I want to kick her out of my piece. Like, you run like a girl. I was like, well, I'm confused because I am a girl. So I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when you were 12, right? I'm 12. I'm like, I'm in right. seventh grade. Like, I don't know what but you want I, from me. like such a gag about this, though, Martha, is like, how many lives has she had? Because you're right. like, well, when I was 12, I was with me and Michaels. And you really hated me. But then at 18, just singing my praises. It's like <laughs> such a gagger. Yes. It's really like, like, where were you then? Like, also living like, it's like an adult life done as a child like it's like how sped up this all went and like who you're interfacing with and where it's at and you're like still at like what 1918 in the story still 18 i mean woof okay, okay so she sings your so praises so many things. Uh-huh. She sings her praises dan carity is like same thing really great job nigel is like oh incredible they talk you're like you're going to vegas so i'm the first one congratulations the thank yes. you do they hand you a gold ticket they do in a chocolate bar <laughs> i wish the chocolate bar <laughs> they still have to save face okay so it's like golden ticket and they get you like a fake plane ticket like and you show you have to uh-huh. look to the camera and, and you since like, you were the first that was probably on that episode uh-huh so you have to come like skipping out and it's like a whole thing did you have to skip out more than once no praise okay, god okay okay did you ever can you see... imagine them being like do it again wait <laughs> Have you ever seen <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what's that show? It's the comeback. Did you ever see that? Yes, with Lisa Kudrow. Like, she's like, well, I got it. And they're like, can you do that again? And she's like, um, well, okay. And then she keeps going, well, I got it. Okay, you can't use that one. And, it, and that's the one they end up using. <laughs> yes. So they didn't make you do that. The they producers didn't make, didn't make you, well, I got it. They okay, kept good. it. But did you great. feel the skipping out feeling? No. You just Nuh-uh. did it for I just the, did it because I know it's TV. It. Martha yeah. is centered <laughs> AF. So I'm like, I don't skip. Like, and I'm not the, like, my excitement comes from, like, oh, yes. Not like, oh, my God. Like, I'm not, like, a very, like, outwardly expressive, boisterous person in that way, I'd say. Um, And so after that, like, you do some interviews and whatnot. And they took me aside. And we did a full rundown of... Uh, your family life and hey we want to come to your home and interview you oh, this is a good story for them exactly which is why I lied Amazon because I was like you will not exploit the death of my mother yes for ratings yes Martha yes like, a person with integrity can uh-huh. you imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like Deep. vote for me because you like my dancing not because you feel bad for me uh huh like you can still feel bad for me 
and not like my dancing. It's okay. Right. Like they're right. not like so, like they're not like tied together. Um, so they're like, "How's your home life?" And I was like, "Well, I made sure I only lied by omission." You didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so, like, "How's your home life? It's great." Where's your mother at home? Right. Like, how is she? She's doing good as far as I know. Do you talk to her every day? I do, because I'm not yeah. bound by the physical. Right. But I'm not going to have you come into my home, dissect things, and be like, well, how did it feel losing your mother? Like, you don't need uh-huh. to know all that. Uh-huh. Like, either you like my dancing or you don't. It's very simple. Well, and you also must have had a sense of what it would could open in terms of, like, entertainment weekly yes and all these Mm -hmm. what that can do and that you had the wherewithal at 18 i was just like absolutely not not doing it and so i lied about every time they could try and book a ticket home there was always i always had a conflict as to why they couldn't come home right sorry i'm gonna be my grandma sorry i have my sister's graduation sorry i have this sorry i have that and it just never worked out which i loved um, never told them that my mother had just died. Did, went to Vegas week. Whole time I'm like, I'm about to get cut, so it's fine. Keep making it. I'm like, oh, well, you're still here. Okay. Wasn't until I made it on an actual show. Like, oh, you made top 20. And I called my dance teacher. I was like, I guess I should try now because I'm here. Like, I really didn't think I was going to make it this and They far. film it in LA? They, yeah, they did Vegas Week in Vegas, but then they filmed the actual show at CBS in LA. Okay. And you get put in your own hotel room? They put you in an apartment. Your That's own. just yours. No, you have to share it. Oh, okay. no. And so there's two bedrooms to a room. What? Two beds that? to a room. To a bedroom. Like they do uh-huh. in that show you like. with Project the... Runway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're sharing a bedroom. Uh-huh. With... You're sharing a bedroom with one other girl. Did you like her? I did. I oh, loved her even more because God. she was never in the apartment. Love. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up really having my own apartment the first two weeks. What do you mean? Were you, weren't you guys sequestered to the apartment? Yes. But what happens is there are 10 people, 10 girls and 10 guys. And two of the apartments are two bedrooms. So they have four beds. Uh-huh. So there are four girls in two apartments. And then we ended up being like the two run over. So Great. we had a one bedroom Great. apartment. Great. But her best friend was in one of the other ones, so she was always with her best friend, so I had my own apartment, Great. basically. And can you watch TV? Yes, you can watch TV. Um, I never really watch TV anyways. Same. Um, and then what about cell phones? Was that a thing? We were fine. So social media wasn't a thing then. Right, you so weren't going to Instagram. Yeah, Facebook you were just talking, yet. and like you couldn't have Facebook on your phone at this point. Right. So it was just, you talked and text and... That was it. Okay. Um, yeah, we couldn't really go anywhere, but we were always in rehearsal, so there was nowhere for us to go. Right. And if we did go somewhere, it was to the Grove, because it's attached to CBS. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. I think one time I snuck out with my adopted mom and went joyride, and I went to Pink's Hot Dogs after nice. curfews. After that, it's like, you're just in the apartment. Wow. And as people are cut, they slowly move you into the other two apartments so they can, like, dwindle down and whatnot. Um... But yeah, I ended up doing the show, and it wasn't until the week of my birthday where I knew I was going to be cut anyways. Like, I woke up that week, and I was like, oh, God What was it. your category that week? Smooth Waltz. Okay. And hip-hop. Okay. And, and also, if you're... So, cancer... So, your mother also died then shortly before your birthday. Yes. 
mm-hmm. as well. So she passed right. June 1st. Right. My birthday is July 14th. And so yeah. in right. doing the show, I think her one year anniversary, yeah. I was in Vegas being told that I made it on the show. Um, and so I just kind of kept to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my actual birthday was on the show, like one of the air tapings. And the week before, because you somebody gets cut on Wednesday, and no, we we tape the show on Wednesday. Somebody gets cut on Thursday. Thursday after the taping, you pick the next partner and the next dance and all the good stuff. And that day when we did the taping on Wednesday, I woke up that day and my spirit was like, this is the end. Oh, okay. It's good to be told in advance. Yeah. <laughs> preparation. I love preparation. Uh-huh. Yep. So I did the show and uh, went home that night. And Do you remember how like, you felt during the show? I felt over it. Yeah, you were tired. Yeah, I was over it. I was tired. And I was just like, all the cards, like all the pieces are adding up to tell me they're preparing me to send me home. Like, I've watched them structure and splice interviews, ideas, the timing, the framing, the phasing of stuff so that it would only seem likely that I would be the next one to go in America's eyes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, boom. Well, if I'm already going home. Because there's also, when we, there was a thing you could text about dancers. Yeah, you text in the vote, America votes. Yes. Yeah. So it's like they're lining it up for yeah, me yeah. to not win. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Did the show, felt fine. Thursday, you find out if you're in the bottom or not. Right. And then somebody goes home. Right. Legit, that Thursday, I woke up and I packed my bags. I was like, I'm going home, y'all. It's fine. It's fine. They're like, you're not going home. I was like, yes, I am. I was like, if not tonight, then next week. They're like, no. I was like, yeah. So didn't go home that night, but was in the bottom. And then we draw our partners. And as much as I love him now, his name was Ivan. He was smaller than I was. So it's like, how am I going to do smooth waltz with somebody that's smaller than me? Was he a ballroom dancer? No, he was like a popper. Yay. He was like tall and lanky. So I'm like, okay, so you give me smooth waltz where it depends on both of us actually being framed and proportioned. No, we're not. Then you give me hip hop, which is his specialty. So I'm going to look less than no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. So that whole week, I just decided to speak candidly in all my interviews. And like, like we one of the interviews, they were like, oh, how do you feel about the hip hop wherever? And I was like, I think he's great. I just don't think he likes me. Like all the pieces are telling me that he doesn't like me. And they aired it. And he's like, what do you mean you don't think I like you? And I was like, I don't. Like, there's nothing about what you give me that tells me that you like me. Like, I see oh, how wow, you treat wow, me, wow. and yes. I see how you treat oh, him. Wow, wow, wow. Yep. This and, is it. Um, this is the reality. Yeah. It's the way, honey, what what you say about me, what you how you act towards All me. All of it, nothing that's about what it. You, that's, that's what you say. That's what you say. That's right. And I see how you treat him, and I see how you treat me, and they are not the same. Yeah. So information that I've gathered tells me that you don't like me mm-hmm. and he's like I just I, I just can't believe it and I was like okay it's not really for you to believe it's just for you to accept right? or not or like whatever yeah like it just or, is what it is it is reality honey. yeah yeah and he was like I just I can't believe it and I was like okay have a good night like <laughs> but, 
and that we I go to do, they're like, Martha, you're in the bottom. And I'm like, whoa. You're like, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> and one of my friends is laughing, and my other friend is crying. My friend is laughing, and she's like, you're such a jerk. You're such a jerk. How did you know this? I was like, because I told y'all. Like, my spirit is usually on like, when yeah. it comes to stuff like this. And so, to like, get ready, and you do, like, your dance for your life. Like, your solo to, like, see if the judges are going to keep you or not. And I remember they called my name, and I turned the corner and went on stage. And my whole spirit was like, I don't care. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. Yes. And it is probably one of the worst solos I have. Oh, I can't wait to watch. Please go watch it. It is so bad. It is so bad. And, like, I actually could not care less. Like, I'm dancing like I don't care. I look like I don't care. Like, I just don't care. Well, that part of the show always freaked me out, that you had, like, 15 seconds to dance as manically as possible and, like, finish with a back handspring or something. Yes. And I'd always be like, oh, my God. It's like, so much. Yeah. It's so much. TV, and you could tell that honey. people would have, like, a general idea of what they were going to do, but in the end, it was just, like, adrenaline. an insane adrenaline yeah. improv. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so really that's how I was like, I just don't... I don't care. I am not popping my Achilles for And it always, at the yeah. end, be like, da 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 that would be yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like, so I just did this like emotional contemporary solo and now you're like coming at me with like drum accents. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know how to be. I'm okay. And so ended up like finished my solo and I was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And they call you to the side to interview. And one of the judges was just like, what's going on? And I was like, what do you mean? Is this on camera? This is on oh, camera. Oh yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I remember this Mm -hmm. and she's like there's just a piece of you that you're hiding and i just want like we want you to be able to let go and then they all start just like tag teaming and like jumping on the bandwagon and i just slowly start to like cry 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 tear yeah and it's also my first birthday like out away from like family and without my mother and so finally as they're talking i'm not really listening but i'm like do you say something do you not and i was like you do because now they're going to make it look like you're crying because of what they said, and that's not the case. Right. So they finished talking, and they're like, do you have anything to say? And I was like, actually, today is my first birthday without my mother. And they're like, well, we understand it's hard being away from home. And I was like, no, she passed a year ago. I remember this now, Martha. And they all, like, it's like the whole sound stage went silent. And Nigel's mouth was just open. And I was like, so it's really hard for me to stand here and fight for something that I don't believe in when my heart is somewhere else. Silent. They're like, thank you so much. I was like, thank you. Good night. I walk off. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Go back. Bye, girl. <laughs> guys. Peace. All the other contestants oh are just Shasse. like. say. I go. I go away. Yes. I Shasse. I go. I go. All the other contestants are like. We have been with you for months, and you have not said a word. Right. Why would I say something? Like, not your business. It's not your business, and you can't help it in any way. Like, there's no, no reason for me to tell you. Um, and one other contestant knew, knew Travis, because he was actually with me when I happened. Travis mm-hmm. Yeah. Travis and I go way back. Um, and so, remember that night, I ended up getting cut. It's like, fine. I can't believe America did that to you. Oh, here's the gag. You it's can't. Not te- I can. It's not technically a live taping. We tape it live, but they have time to edit it before it airs. So when the show aired, 
they it says, oh, Martha, we feel like you're hiding something back. And then it cuts to me crying and then it cuts to commercial. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, read. Yeah. Incredible. Right? Wow. And part of me is like, I knew this was going to happen. But then the other part, I'm like, I'm actually very happy that it happened. Because then again, you kept my business to myself. Yeah. Um, And then at the end of that season, the choreographers can call uh, for the finale episode. They bring back some of their favorites. Mm. And Brian, one of the choreographers, was just like, there's one of my favorite numbers. And he was like, I feel like she went before her time because he knew me. And he was like, I know she had some personal stuff going on, but I would really love her to come back and do this number one more time. And so I came back and danced one more time with Travis. Um, and we're laughing because Travis was so stressed. He's like, how are you so relaxed? I was like, I was already cut. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like the last episode. They're about to find out who won. Right. So and he, he still, did. He got second. Got second. Mm-hmm. He didn't win. Yeah. And that was okay. the hard thing in itself. So then do you have right. to tour this thing for We did you? the first tour. Okay. It was a, a trial by air and test, whatever. Um, trial by fire. A lot of fire. Yeah. So you end fire. up getting, you're getting paid for this for a year or whatever. Yes. But we only did, since ours was the first tour, we, they gave us like two weeks off at the end of the show. And I think we rehearsed for two and a half, three weeks in LA. And then we did a three month tour. Was it fun? It was great. It was oh, my great. first time. That's nice. Doing tour. Dance company. Yes. Doing sh- like numbers that you already know. Um, it's my first time seeing like a lot of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I wanted to move out somewhere afterwards. So I didn't let them do direct deposit. I asked them to hand me my check every week. And I put it in my Bible. And I hit my Bible in my bunk. And so I left with every single amount of money that I made on the tour. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like I lived off of my pretty M for the entire three months. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're rich now. Loaded. Can you imagine? Can you get it from two thousand seven? <laughs> All the interest that that accrued. Mm. Yeah. So after, so you think, stayed, um, like did the tour, came back home. Uh, when I got back, my parents were in the middle of a nasty divorce. They had already kind of been in the middle of it, but they were saving face for So You Think. Um, and I came back and she had lost her mind. And so dad had moved out. Mm-hmm. And then she got crazy on me. And I was like, I'll be gone tomorrow. And I got back home and she was throwing my stuff on the front line. Wow. Oh, yeah, she's nuts. I was like, oh, okay, girl. Got you it. can't rationalize with a crazy person. You can't. You got to just be like, bye, girl. Bye, girl. Okay, <laughs> thank you. I mean, thank you. Um, and then ended up doing like a small film in North Carolina, like in Wilmington for three months. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go. Cause what I was, like, film was that? The Mark Pease experience. Are you thinking of Bolden? I was, well, Neil went to North Carolina to dance in a, some film that I can't, oh, but I around like 2008, Probably 2009. Bolden. Probably Bolden. Okay. They were like redoing it for like years and okay. it never got finished. Right. Um, no, I did that for a little bit and knew that I wanted to move, but I always thought I wanted to go to Ailey. I was like, let's get your technique down pat. Let's like be in New York. It's a thing. And then the circus called. (laughs) Sorry. Ladies and other, at that moment, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. And when we come back... We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna unpack that and get into part two.
You guys. So, Martha, tell us about the circus. JK, (laughs) she's not here. You'll have to wait till next week. The story is so epic that it it has to be a twofer. So, you've just finished part one-fer, and next week you'll get part duh. Yarrr. So, that's it for this week, and tune in next week to find out what happens? What happens not not only in the circus but in other arenas that will shock and amaze you? I definitely get all kinds of shocked. And Jack gets more shocked than he may have ever been on this podcast. I think that's true. It is remarkable. We cannot wait for you to hear it. <laughs> You'll find out. And um, we loves you. We loves you.